but all of them relate this event of the resurrection because it was the pinnacle of God's redemption plan. If Jesus is still in the grave today, you and I have no Savior, and we have no hope. But because Jesus is alive from the dead, because he is risen, you and I have hope. Porque Cristo está resucitado esta mañana, usted y yo tenemos esperanza. Y los evangelios nos dan la perspectiva cuatro veces de la resurrección. Y en San Marcos tenemos esta mañana la reflexión de la palabra del Señor. We reflect this morning on Mark's account of this extraordinary experience. Mark 16 in verse 2. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right hand, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, do not be ashamed, or pardon, do not be amazed, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go and tell the disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said to one another, or they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now after he had risen early in the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country and went away and reported to others, but they did not believe them either. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at a table and reproaching them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the word of God, which is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and is able to divide between the bone and the marrow, as between the, the soul and the spirit. I pray this morning that you will anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God, and I ask you to anoint this congregation that they might receive the word of God and as seed sown into the fertile soil of their hearts. We ask that in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Puede tomar su lugar. The resurrection is the most incredible and important miracle of the Gospels and perhaps of the whole Bible. If Jesus is not alive, as I have mentioned, you and I are still in our sin. But because he is alive, you and I have not only victory over sin and victory over death, but we have the hope of eternal life. And this morning, I want to speak as we began last week, speaking about this changes 
everything. And I want to talk about the resurrection changes everything. Every, esta mañana yo quiero compartir con nosotros sobre el tema la resurrección lo cambió todo. Last week we saw how the cross changed everything. La semana pasada vimos cómo la cruz cambió todo y esta mañana yo quiero que usted refleje conmigo sobre el hecho de que la resurrección de nuestro Señor cambia todo. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. And not only for the, uh, the uh, Bible story, but it changes everything for you and I today. <clears throat> Our lives today are different because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nuestras vidas hoy son diferentes por la resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. And I want to focus this morning particular on two names that are mentioned in the text which we have read. The Bible tells us that 500 people saw Jesus ascend to heaven. Of those 500, of course, there were 12 who were his disciples. Among the 12, there were three that were in the inner circle. And so there were a great number of people that were a part of the resurrection story. Hay muchas personas que forman parte de la uh, resurrección y la historia de la resurrección. 500 vieron a Jesús resucitado. De esos, 12 eran discípulos y 3 eran el círculo interior de nuestro Señor. Entonces hay muchos testigos del de hecho. Pero esta mañana quiero que usted vea dos personajes individualmente. I want you to notice this morning two personalities with me. These two people emerged to us as people that were uniquely selected in the resurrection account to be mentioned not only by the Bible writers, but by Jesus himself. When Jesus arose from the dead, you can imagine he had a lot of things on his mind. He had been crucified on Friday. He had gone into the pits of hell to destroy the powers of darkness in the spirit realm on Saturday. And now he is arisen from the dead on Sunday morning. And yet he has two people on his mind. Jesús había sido crucificado el viernes. Había bajado en el espíritu hacia, hacia el infierno para destruir el poder de Satanás el día sábado y para el día domingo ya había resucitado. Tenía muchas cosas que hacer, pero tenía dos personas en su mente. Could it be this morning that of all the hustle and bustle of Easter and Resurrection Sunday, that in the midst of your preparations and my preparations, that God has come to this house of prayer this morning because he has somebody on his mind. Could it be this morning that God has brought you into his house because he has you on his mind, because you are valuable to God. Usted es de mucho valor para Dios. Y así como estas dos personas estaban en la mente de Cristo, así usted y yo también estamos hoy en la mente del Señor. The, the, uh, news is, the news tells us that about half of Americans will be in church this morning. I wish it was a little bit more than that, but I'll take what I can get. Half of America is in church this morning, and guess what? You're in church this morning, but more importantly than that, God is in church this morning, and you are on his mind. God is concerned about you. The Bible tells us that early on Sunday morning, the first day of the week, Jesus rose from the dead. He had been uh, crucified and he had died and he was buried according to the law of Moses. But on the third day he arose with power 
and with great glory. By the time the Bible tells us that the women came to the tomb of Jesus. Para la hora que las mujeres llegaron a la tumba de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, Él ya había resucitado el día domingo. Ya la piedra había sido quitada por un ángel. No para que Cristo saliera, sino para que el mundo entrara a ver. By the time they arrived, an angel had already moved the stone from before the mouth of the tomb. Not so that Jesus could get out, but so that you and I could go in and see that he was alive and that he was risen. The women arrived and they saw that the stone had been moved and they began to worry. Ellas llegaron a la tumba y comenzaron a preocuparse. Comenzaron a pensar que ha pasado. And then the Bible tells us that a young man or an angelic being appeared to them. Luego se les apareció un ángel. Y el ángel les dijo, ¿Por qué buscas al que vive entre los muertos? The angel said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Él no está aquí, él ha resucitado. Come on somebody, I didn't come to church this morning to look for a dead Jesus. I came because we serve a risen Savior. Yo no vine esta mañana a buscar un Cristo muerto, pero un Cristo vivo. If you believe that, shout it. Amen. And when they heard this, they received a message. Go and tell his disciples and Peter to meet him in Galilee, just as he foretold. Dice la escritura que el ángel les dijo, díganle a los discípulos y a Pedro que vayan a Galilea a encontrarse con él así como él lo ha dicho. Y ellas salieron en temor. Con este mensaje. They left the gravesite with this message. All except one. Her name was Mary Magdalene. La, la, todas las mujeres salieron de la escena. Menos una. María Magdalena. Y dice la escritura. Eh, en el verso 9 que hemos leído. We read there in verse 9. These very important and interesting words. The Bible said that he appeared first to Mary. Say first to Mary. Dice la escritura que él se le apareció primero a María. Now when you read the Bible, don't just read over it. Take your time with it. That's what I like to do. I like to take my time with it. And I like to ask the Bible questions. A mí me gusta preguntarle, hacerle preguntas a la escritura. And I like to ask, why does it say that he appeared first to Mary? Why did he choose Mary Magdalene to be the first person to whom he would reveal himself in resurrected glory. Porque él escogió a María Magdalena, a la cual él se le iba a revelar en su gloria de resurrección. He chose Mary first. Why did he choose a woman? And why did he choose this woman? Porque escogió a una mujer. Y porque escogió a esta mujer. Well, I believe that the Bible gives us some indications as to why this is so. Yo creo que la Biblia nos da indicación por qué esto fue así. First of all, we note that he appeared to Mary because, or he appeared to a woman. And this is not without significance in the Bible. Él se le apareció primero a una mujer. Y esto no es un hecho insignificante. For you see, the woman is the first uh, uh, and the, uh, pardon, the woman is the last and final part of God's mysterious creation. He created the entire world 
and he created man, and then he created woman. Let the ladies say amen. She alone can complete the whole package of what God had planned for mankind. A woman stands closest to the gates of heaven and also closest to the gates of hell. If you ask any pastor about their church attendance, he'll always tell you that the women are more faithful than the men, and the women can say amen again. Porque escogió una mujer. La mujer es la parte misteriosa de la creación de Dios. La última parte la cual completó el plan de Dios para la humanidad. La mujer es la más cerca a la puerta del cielo y la más cerca a la puerta del infierno. Si usted le pregunta a un pastor, él siempre le dirá que las mujeres son más fieles a la iglesia que los hombres. And yet, a woman is also just as well a part of this a plan of God. You see, a woman is able to reach spiritual heights of uh, revelation and, and uh, of devotion which many men have a hard time obtaining. La mujer puede llegar a lugares de espiritualidad a cual muchos varones batallan para llegar. A woman, if we study the Bible, we'll see that a woman was the first to receive the, the good news of the resurrection because it was a woman who was the first to transgress the law of God in the Garden of Eden. You see, a woman can reach higher hearts, heights spiritually than a man oftentimes. But many times, if you study closely, you'll also note that when a woman falls, she may fall even further than some men have. It's told by, uh, by uh, statistics that in women's prisons there is more violence, almost twice as much violence as there is among men. And you see the great dichotomy there, that when a woman is near God, she can reach higher than anyone can reach. But when a woman is far from God, she can fall perhaps further than she ever dreamed possible. When adorned by grace, she can reach the doors of heaven. But when adorned by vice and wickedness, she can touch the very plunges of hell. And so here we have a woman in the garden and near the tomb. And this woman, just like Eve, is now about to be the first. Eve was the first to transgress the law of God in the Garden of Eden. But now in the Garden of the Tomb, it would be a woman who would be the first to receive the righteousness of God. In, e in Eden, a woman violated the gardener's law. But in the garden of the tomb, a woman would see the gardener face to face. In Eden, the, garden, the woman ate the fruit of rebellion. But in the garden of the tomb, the woman would eat the, the, peace, uh, the peaceful fruit of righteousness. In Eden, she would eat the fruit and die. And she would cause men to eat the fruit and die. But in the garden of the tomb, the woman would eat the truth and live. And she would cause men to eat the truth and live. In the garden of Eden, the woman received the first messianic prophecy. That of the seed of the woman, the head of the serpent would be crushed. And now in the garden of the tomb, it is a woman who receives the, fir the, the first sight of the fulfillment of that prophecy that the serpent has been crushed, that sin has been defeated, and that death has no power anymore. Somebody give God praise for the glorious redemption that we find in Christ. 
we read still more, we may understand why God chose this woman. The Bible tells us that this woman was one whom had been delivered from seven demons. Esta mujer fue escogida, así como fue una mujer la cual cayó en el huerto del Edén. Ahora es una mujer la que primero recibe la justificación. Y ahora entendemos un poco más por qué ella fue escogida. Porque ella fue liberada de siete demonios. Tradition tells us that Mary Magdalene was a harlot. But I don't believe that's true. If you study the Bible closely, you will find out that she was most likely not a woman of the night. Rather, she was a woman who had come into some great success. She was a woman of means. She had money. Esta mujer era una mujer de dinero, una mujer de prosperidad. Algunos dicen que ella era una ramera, pero la Biblia no enseña eso. Era una mujer de éxito. But all of her success and all of her money had not been able to keep her out of trouble. She had come to be possessed by seven demons. You and I can think about demons, and often when we think about demons, we think of the worst kinds of sin and crime. There are other types of demons that can take over life and absolutely wreck it and destroy it. Perhaps she was possessed by the demons of depression and sickness, madness, lunacy, or rage. We don't know what it was that took over this woman's life. No sabemos cuáles eran los demonios que poseyeron a esta mujer. Quizá la depresión o la enfermedad o quizá un espíritu de locura o quizá el enojo. Algo había destruido su vida. Y aunque ella era mujer próspera y exitosa, había llegado a ser atada por estos demonios. She had come to be bound, although she had been a woman of success. She came to be bound by the powers of darkness. You see, hell has no respect for persons. I don't care if you're in the highest rung of society. It doesn't matter if you have more wealth and more education than the rest. Hell does not make any exception. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Mira, hermano, que Satanás no tiene respeto de personas. Él viene para hurtar, matar, y destruir. Y ahora, él ha tocado la vida de esta mujer. But somewhere along the road, in the ministry of Jesus, this woman has an encounter with Christ. Algún día, esta mujer tuvo un encuentro con Jesús. Her encounter with Christ was not the, the encounter of a passerby or a mere glimpse. Su encuentro con Jesús no era simplemente el encuentro de una persona caminando al lado de él, sino que era un encuentro poderoso y transformativo. She had a transformative experience with God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus cast seven demons out of her. The number seven lets us know that there was a perfection of vice and a perfection of, of strongholds in her life. But Jesus came to destroy the very perfection of sin and the very perfection of the stronghold that was in her life. Cristo vino para destruir la atadura perfecta que había en su vida. And now this woman who had plunged lower than she thought she could ever go. Ahora esta mujer la cual había caído más profundo que lo que ella pensaba posible. Now she rose to 
heights of glory in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ella ahora sube a alturas de espiritualidad en el conocimiento de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. She did not merely become a fan of the Jesus Club. Ella no simplemente se hizo una fanática del club de Jesús, sino que ella se hizo patrocinadora de su ministerio. She became a financial partner of his ministry. She became one of the means by which the ministry of Jesus was supported. Ella se hizo uno de los medios por el cual el ministerio de Cristo fue uh, apoyado. And she, among other women, would go into the cities where Jesus was going to be ministering. And they would set up a place for him to reside and to have his meals with his disciples. Estas mujeres entraban a las ciudades y aldeas donde Jesús iba a entrar. Y preparaban el lugar para que él tuviera donde quedarse y donde cenar. This woman became a completely devoted, sold out, completely committed follower of Jesus. Esta mujer se hizo una, una mujer de devoción completa y total hacia Jesús. Y ahora la vemos en la, la mañana de la resurrección. And now we see her on the morning of the resurrection. The Bible tells us a couple things about her. Number one, she got up early. To go and see the body of Jesus. Se levantó temprano para ir a buscar el cuerpo de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. You see, when the men had buried the body of Jesus, uh, Joseph and, and Nicodemus, I told you about on Friday. They had buried it without the spices. They had buried it only with myrrh. And so the women were taking spices to finish the job that had been left undone by the men. And this woman was among them. Her devotion was such that she rose up early to go and seek the Lord. Do you know, friends, that God is still looking people, looking for people that will rise up early to seek him? Not, not only that will get up early in the morning, but people that will get up early in every situation. Many times we're late to check with God. We come to God at the end of the matter. But God wants you to come to him early in the need. Early in the matter. Early in the situation. Ella se levantó temprano y fue a buscar a Jesús. Lo fue a buscar porque ella tenía una devoción completa hacia él. Lo había apoyado. Lo había llegado a amar. Y ahora él está en el sepulcro. Ella nos enseña la realidad de la devoción. De levantarse temprano, no solamente temprano en la mañana, pero temprano en cada situación a buscar a Dios. Dijo el salmista, temprano yo te buscaré. Now we see something else about Mary. And that is that when, when Peter and John were told that Jesus had risen, the Bible said they ran to the tomb. Cuando Pedro y Juan escucharon que Cristo había uh, resucitado, ellos corrieron a la tumba. And uh, John peeked his head in, and Peter went all the way in. But when they saw that he was gone, the Bible said they left afraid. Pedro y Juan se retiraron de la tumba vacía, atemorizados. Se, uh, estaban asustados, y se fueron a sus casas. They went back to their homes afraid. Everybody left the grave 
but Mary. Todas se fueron de la tumba, sino solamente María. María era una de esas mujeres que se había decidido a no correr. She was the kind of woman who had decided, I am not going to run. Do you know that God is still looking for some women this morning that will say, you know what? I don't care what happens. I don't care what the devil throws my way. I'm not running. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. El Dios está buscando esta mañana unas mujeres que digan, yo no voy a correr. Yo no voy a dejar mi, mi lugar. Yo no voy a dejar ir lo que Dios me ha dado. He's looking for some women who will say, I'm not giving up on my lost son and daughter. I'm not giving up on my family. I'm not giving up on my schools. I'm not giving up on my church. Come on, somebody. Are there any women in here that say, I'm not running. I'm not running away from my marriage. I'm not running away from God's promise in my life. That was the kind of woman that Mary was. While John and Peter were going back home and running away from the problem, Mary remained. And as she remained, she's weeping. She thinks they have stolen the body of Jesus. You can imagine the grief and the sorrow that she felt. And then a man appears to her. Jesus appears to her. The last time she saw him, he was wearing a crown of thorns, bloodied and bruised, ripped to shreds and nailed to a cross. She didn't recognize him. She saw him, and the Bible said she supposed him to be the gardener. But she wasn't entirely wrong. Cuando ella lo vio a Jesús, que se le aparece, ella no lo conoce. Supone que él es el jardinero. La última vez que ella lo había visto, él estaba sangrando, estaba herido, crucificado y muriendo. Pero ahora lo ve y le dice, Señor, si tú has llevado el cuerpo de nuestro Señor, dime dónde lo has puesto y yo lo llevaré. She says to him, Sir, if you have taken the body of my Lord, tell me where it is and I will take it. I'll take responsibility for him. And then here we see the first mention of a name. On the resurrection morning, Jesus says to her, Mary, Jesús le llama ahora por su nombre y le dice, María. When she hears her name called, she realizes that this is Jesus. Cuando ella escucha su nombre, ella entiende, este es Jesús. Can I tell you something on this resurrection morning? There is a God who knows your name. Hay un Dios esta mañana que conoce tu nombre. Come on, somebody. He knows your name. He knows you personally. Hay un Dios esta mañana que te conoce. Te conoce personalmente. He called out to Moses out of the burning bush. Moses, Moses. He called out to Martha. She troubled herself in the kitchen. Martha, Martha. And now he says to her, Mary, he calls to her by name. And when she realizes it's him, she says, Rabbi, teacher. You can imagine the embrace that she had now as she put Jesus in her arms. And her tears turned to tears of joy. For he was alive. 
He was not dead. He was not in the grave. His body was not misplaced. He was alive. And he still knew who she was. And he had her on his mind. And now we turn to the second name in our text. The Bible tells us that the angel said to the women, Tell the disciples and Peter to go to Galilee. Of course, Jesus wanted to be with his disciples. But why does he say, go tell the disciples and Peter? Everybody say, and Peter. Cuando ahora vemos a Jesús que él se le aparece a María, ahora comenzamos a ver otro nombre el cual es mencionado. Y dice la escritura que dice la escritura ahí que el ángel le dijo a las mujeres, vayan y díganle a sus discípulos y a Pedro. ¿Por qué es necesario mencionar a Pedro individualmente? Why does the angel announce or invite Peter personally? Well, Peter had been the leader among the disciples. Pedro había sido el líder entre los doce discípulos. Él había sido parte del círculo interior del Señor. He had been part of the inner circle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Él había sido parte de cada de los grandes milagros de la vida de Cristo. He had been part of the great miracles of the ministry of Jesus. At the pinnacle of his of his uh, life in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus asked Peter, who am I? And Peter made that, de that declaration which still rings through the ages of time. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Cuando Jesús le preguntó a Pedro, ¿Quién soy yo? Él hizo esa revelación clara. Yo soy, tú eres el hijo de Dios. El, el, el Cristo, el hijo del Dios viviente. And listen to what Jesus said to him on that occasion. He said, Peter, this knowledge has not come to you by flesh and blood, but it has been revealed to you by my Father who is in heaven. Jesús le dijo, Pedro, nadie te ha revelado esto, sino mi Padre quien está en los cielos. Now I want you to listen to that real quick, because Peter got a revelation from the Father. Pedro tuvo una revelación del Padre. If that doesn't give you something to be proud of, I don't know what would. Eso nos da algo para que ser orgulloso. Yo tengo una revelación del Padre. Uh, él, él tuvo una revelación. God whispered in his ear. El Padre le dio el, la revelación en su oído. But then we see Peter fall. He falls so far. So low and so fast. He goes from saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. To saying, I don't know him. El descende al lugar más bajo. Había dicho, tú eres el Cristo, el Hijo de Dios, pero ahora ha caído Y ha caído tan profundo que dice, no lo conozco. Three times he denied knowing the Lord. Tres veces negó haber conocido al Señor. Le dijeron, no eres tú uno de los discípulos. Dijo, no, 
Yo no conozco a este hombre. Aren't you one of the disciples? He said, no, I don't know this man. Again, they said, but you have a, a Galilean accent, and we've seen you with him. He said, no, I don't know that man. No, yo no lo conozco. The third time, they, they asked him again, and he began to cuss at him. La última vez le preguntaron la tercera vez y comenzó a maldicirlos. No lo conozco. You can imagine the shame and the guilt that fell upon Peter as the rooster crowed according to the very words of Jesus. Usted se imagina eh, 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 la culpabilidad que cayó sobre Pedro mientras cantó aquel gallo aquella mañana cuando él reconoció que él había negado al rey de gloria. He had denied the Lord of glory. Without a doubt, the words of Jesus rang in his ears who had said to him, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. Quizá él escuchaba en su conciencia aquel mensaje de Jesús el cual les había dicho, si me negares delante de los hombres, te negaré delante de mi padre. For Peter, there was no hope of redemption. For Peter, there was no way to make this up. Para Pedro no había redención. No había forma de establecer su carácter de nuevo. He had blown it. He had failed. He had sinned against the man who loved him most. Él había caído, pecado contra el hombre que lo amó aún más. Y ahora viene el mensaje. Cristo ha resucitado. I imagine Peter sitting in the dark corner of the house, huddled together with all of the disciples, hoping that they would not be killed next. Me imagino a Pedro sentado en un rincón, allá en la soledad, avergonzado, con los discípulos escondiéndose de los romanos y los judíos. I imagine the news comes into the house. The tomb is open. The body is gone. The angel appeared. They say that Jesus is risen. Ahí viene el mensaje a la casa. La piedra ha sido quitada. El cuerpo ya no está ahí. Dice el ángel que Cristo ha resucitado. Y dice que lo debemos de encontrar en Galilea. Jesus wants to meet with us. He wants to meet with us in Galilee. Maybe Peter thought, well, yeah, he wants to meet with the disciples, but I'm not a disciple anymore. Quizá él pensó, si él quiere juntarse con los discípulos, pero ya no soy discípulo más. Lo he negado. I denied him. I let him down. I forsook him in the hour of his need. But then comes the gracious message. Tell the disciples and tell Peter too. Dile a los discípulos, pero dile a Pedro también. Come on somebody. Do you know that God loves you? Dios te ama. I don't care how far you've fallen. I don't care how deep you've sunk. I don't care the sin that has provoked your life. Jesus is saying, tell the church and tell them too that I love them, that I have a plan for them, that I am their redeemer, that I am their savior, that I have come to raise them up. Come on, somebody. Jesus is calling you by name. Esta mañana Cristo te llama por nombre y te dice... Yo amo al pastor y amo a los 
anciano de la iglesia y amo a los, a los sugieres y los diáconos y los maestros pero te amo a ti también this morning Jesus says to you oh I love Pastor Isaac and I love the elders of the church and I love the faithful membership of the body of Christ but I love you too you might be hiding out in the corner this morning thinking God doesn't know or care oh friend you're wrong about that God has you on, your, on his mind this morning and he's come to set you free he's come to bring you up and to bring you out this morning like that morning there is a gracious message for all who will receive it Jesus is alive Jesus wants to meet with you Jesus wants to meet with even you. Peter and Mary were the first names mentioned by the resurrected Savior. Because God's plan for redemption is for men and women. It's for the mighty and the weak. It's not just for those who are at the bottom, but it's also for those who have been at the top. The gospel message of Jesus this morning has come to your heart. Come and see the place where they have laid him. He's not here. Grave has lost its power. Death has lost its sting. Sin has lost its hold. Satan has lost his authority. And God has raised up his son and given him the name which is above every name. The name of Jesus. So that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ Not Buddha, Jesus Christ, not Mohammed, Jesus Christ, not Mary, Jesus Christ, not Abraham, Jesus Christ, not Pastor Isaac, Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and He is coming again, and He is alive, and He is in the throne of authority and power. Somebody give Jesus praise and glory in His house. All hail King Jesus. Oh, hail the risen Savior. Oh, hail the Lord of Lords. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and give Him glory. Levanta tus manos al cielo y dale gloria y honra al Cristo glorificado. Hallelujah. Because He lives, you will live also. Because He lives, you can have life, abundant life, free life. 